Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Hope boldly. Those are the first words you see when you visit the website of Unseen, a capacity-building nonprofit that accelerates the work of anti-trafficking organizations. In this week's episode of the Kindness Podcast, I'm joined by Than Bardson, the CEO and founder of Unseen, for an update on their work and some tips to hope boldly. Than, I was really touched when I opened up the website of Unseen and I saw these two words, huge. They said, hope boldly. What does it mean to you to hope boldly? You know, we have to. We absolutely have to. I think we've been very specifically called to not only hope, but to hope insanely boldly. (laughs) Because, you know, right now we've got more than 40 million people living in slavery. 10 million of those are kids. And what our experts are saying is those numbers are actually way too low. Uh, If we want a really accurate picture of trafficking, we have to take a step back and look at the vulnerabilities that are causing it in the first place. So if we take a look at those, we have over 150 million kids living as orphans, so living without parents. Uh, We have over 700 million people living in extreme poverty. And the desperation with just those two scenarios with orphans and extreme poverty is driving numbers up way past 40 million. Yet, we get to see incredible work happen every day here at Unseen as our partners have given everything in their lives to make sure that kids and families are protected, rescued, and that justice is served. And so in that pursuit, we have to hope boldly because we know what's possible Uh, when people take action, God is doing incredible work all over the world. And so for anybody going to our site, we want to hit that right away that, uh, not only do we have hope, but we have bold hope. What sorts of things are you seeing in your own, I know you had a, a recent financial portfolio, things like that. What, what sorts of things are you seeing that, that really makes that hope continue? Uh, You know, it's really as simple as the reports that we're getting from the field. So our portfolio of partners served over 3.3 million kids and families just this last year. And we're asking them, you know, every other week, hey, tell us some of these stories. What's out there and what's the hope that they see? Because they've got boots on the ground Mm -hmm. um, and are dealing with not just the really, really hard stuff, but they get to see the success as well. Uh, You know, recently, one of our partners uh, in India rescued 14 little boys from uh, a forced labor situation. Not only that, but they're also convicting their traffickers. And so not only are they saying, hey, you know, let's get these kids out of this horrible situation, but they're going back and they're bringing justice to those that were uh, exploiting and using these kids. And so we see that over and over and over in the 35 countries that our partners are working in right now. When you say little boys, how old are you talking in that particular situation? In that situation, uh, they documented kids as young as six years old mm-hmm. that were uh, that were being exploited. Mm-hmm. That to yeah. me as a mom, you know, is, is important to remember because I have a nine-year-old and I know um, what a luxurious life he gets to live for lack of a better word you know and to remember that there are kids younger than him even who are seeing you know seeing the worst 
Um, I think it can be motivating for us to help. Um, before we talk about how, how to help, though, can you, maybe we should back up a step and just say, can you explain what Unseen actually does in these countries? Yeah, so Unseen is a nonprofit accelerator uh, working with groups that are accelerating the fight against human trafficking and its root causes. So three areas of work that we focus on, that's prevention, protection, and prosecution. So we're going out and my team is looking for groups that have two things, a history of success. So they know the ins and outs of the culture. They know exactly who needs help today and they know how to put an end to some of these atrocities. So that's the first thing they have. The second is room for growth. So organizations that know what to do and who are ready to do a little bit more work, get the funding that they need and then go scale this to help as many people as possible. So what does that look like in, in a tangible form when you guys show up in India? What does that look like? Yeah. So for, in, you know, for India, uh, that's a country where, you know, just looking at the kids in India, we have over 11 million children that are living on the streets there. Wow. And so if we're truly going to make an impact, we have to be strategic in our approach. We can't just go in and, you know, say, start bringing uh, cash or, you know, some of those things that uh, as parents, we, our knee-jerk reaction is often, oh gosh, we just want to go hug those kids or we want to, you know, why can't we just adopt all these children? Well, that doesn't give them agency. We have to take a look at the root causes behind trafficking and address those while uh, working on the reactionary side to bring some of those immediate services to them as well. And so what we're doing at Unseen is we're looking for the groups that are already doing incredible work and then asking what they need. Oftentimes that's increased funding. You know, every nonprofit out there needs funding. There's always limitations. And so we're surrounding these beautiful rescuers, these organizations making a tremendous impact. We're surrounding them with everything that they need to go out, raise their own funds, be more sustainable in their funding so they can simply go impact more lives that are in need. You are a group that does a lot more than just teach fundraising, however. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the folks that we're serving, our portfolio partners, uh, imagine their day for a second, right? They're working long, long days in some really hostile environments, whether that's in uh, the Middle East and North Africa, you know, taking ISIS on and rescuing children and moms out of cages that would be used as sex slaves or going into places like Thailand where little girls and boys as young as three and four are being brought out of trafficking situations and into new life. At the end of the day, they're having to carve out time to go out and raise funds on top of all of that work. And so after a long, awful day of work, we need to be there for them so that they can have everything they need to simply show people the incredible work that they're already a part of and give them everything to go out and raise funds. And so Unseen surrounds these organizations with really everything that they would need to be able to go fundraise effectively. And you're right, we're not just teaching them how to do it. This team is uh, working with creatives from across the country and overseas to provide the physical materials and the marketing plans to actually go out and get uh, products in their hands. 
How do you, in the midst of all of that, hope boldly as an individual? And mm. I think everybody has, you know, really dark things in their lives. And maybe it's not human trafficking. Maybe it's not as detrimental as it is in other parts of the country. But for the person going through it, it's it's the hard, right? Mm. And yeah. so how, what advice do you have to help people to continue to hope boldly in the face of that? Yeah, you know, uh, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble. And um, I think trouble looks so different for each person. And it really, like you said, it is easy to want to minimize the pain that we feel or that we go through when we look at trafficking. You know, to say, man, who am I to complain? I've got, you know, nothing to complain about. These kids are going through so much or these moms' hearts are breaking. But I think it's really important to remember that um, God cares deeply about individuals. And just because our pain, our suffering may look different, that doesn't mean that God or loved ones in our lives don't care deeply for those as well. Because Jesus didn't just say, in this world, you will have trouble. He went on to finish and, you know, said, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And I think that's so important for us to remember that no matter what the situation is, whether it's, you know, an extreme case like what we see at Unseen with children that are experiencing exploitation and so much pain, that there's hope there. There's hope in the darkest situation or if it's uh, interpersonal troubles or, you know, if it's just these things in our lives that are causing pain, uh, it's so important to remember that there are loved ones in our lives, that God cares uh, so much for each one of us, that we need to hold on to that hope that each one of us has been given. I often find for myself, too, when I get into those moments, um, if I can turn my eyes off of myself and onto someone else in even yeah. the smallest ways, it really does change my outlook and reroute my day. So that in mind, you know, if we're looking at this this broad issue of human trafficking, what can we do as individuals instead of just putting our head in the sand or putting mm-hmm. a pillow over our head and saying, ah, I don't want to see it? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. If we if we choose to, uh, you know, not uh, see the realities of what's happening in the world, um, we, we really can't do anything. And that's why awareness is such a good first step, but it's not the only step that we can take. Uh, but, you know, if I go back to the three P's of anti-trafficking work, prevention, protection, and prosecution, prevention uh, is really the first thing we need to start with and included in prevention is awareness. And so I, I would say a great first step is just that awareness. And there's a really neat resource out there. If anybody wants to see just how trafficking is uh, ingrained in your life, there's a site called slaveryfootprint.org that was created just to see, answer that question, how many slaves work for you? It's really easy for us to take a look at India or Thailand or, you know, some of these other places that Unseen is working and say, wow, you know, it's really rough over there. It's really bad over there. I'm so glad that I'm not trafficking people. Uh, But what this site does is it really takes a look at, you know, hey, where are your clothes coming from? Or how many cell phones do you have in your family? Uh, And then it breaks down some of the realities like 
the batteries that are powering our cell phones and so many of the other things that we use day to day have a connection to slavery. And so we're all involved in this. And after that awareness step is taken, we can never say that we didn't know that it was going on. And so from there, we can start looking at ways that we can get involved, talking to others about it or, you know, getting awareness out there or, you know, going on and donating time, uh, talent or money. Mm-hmm. If I go on slaveryfootprint.org, Uh, I might have a complete meltdown, right? Because I'm going to be, you know, I'm part of the problem. Um, And you are a gazillion times closer to this issue than I am. So when you go on slaveryfootprint.org and you find out Mm -hmm. that the battery in your cell phone came from uh, someone who was in trafficking uh, or slavery, what, what do you do? Do you, I mean, do you have to switch cell phones? Like what, what's, what does that look like? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the tough thing, but it it's, you're right. It's what do we do? Okay. So now we know cobalt is being mined by kids in another country, uh, to power the luxuries that we have in our lives. Um, and that's a, it's a great question and it doesn't have an easy answer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we move down that from prevention to protection and prosecution in the fight against trafficking, you know, we have to be talking to our lawmakers about this. And that's part of, you know, what my job is. And so while I can't just abandon, you know, a cell phone, uh, I do know who to talk to. And that is a part of what we're doing at Unseen is going and connecting with corporations and asking them to be held accountable, you know, for a supply chain, Um, which it's an interesting point because, Oftentimes, sex trafficking gets a lot of the attention within trafficking. Uh, It's such a black and white issue and really does need a lot of attention. But when we look at the statistics, labor trafficking is actually a bigger issue. More people are affected by labor trafficking than sex trafficking. And part of the trouble is when we start digging into supply chain, you know, where do our goods come from? Uh, Cost of goods is going to go up. And so we have to take a look at this as people are people and all people are worth standing up for and protecting. Uh, you know, one of Unseen's partners uh, recently conducted a raid on a brick kiln in uh, India and saw hundreds of families set free. And, you know, the tough part with it was the abuse against those children, the abuse against the moms and the dads that were involved in generational slavery at this particular site uh, rivaled anything that we see in sex trafficking. Hmm. I mean, this was a horrible, horrible incident. And most people will never know that that type of slavery is actually going on in the world today. And that's where it's really important to know where your stuff is coming from and also what we can do to actually take a stand. And so slaveryfootprint.org is a great, a great resource for that. If anybody wants you know, more of the direct stories of um, the work of Unseen, they can get those at our site as well. That's weareunseen.org. I noticed at the bottom of your website you had uh, three stories. One was from, I might say the names wrong, but Anya, Nimuel, and Zara. Could you share one of those stories of hoping boldly before we let you go today, Than? Yeah, hold on. Let me make sure because those 
Or just any story. It doesn't have to be one of those. Yeah. People can go on there and look at them. If there's just another story that you uh, stands out mm. as as a a hoping boldly yeah, so story. Yeah, so Anya's a particularly um, amazing story. And I actually got to spend time with this little girl in southern India. And she and her family are a part of a 1,200-year-old system of temple prostitution. And so moms... Um, would have a little girl and be congratulated on their retirement policy. Mm. And what would happen was at about eight to 10 years old, uh, these little girls would get dressed up in uh, wedding clothes and uh, would be given over to be used by any guy that would come to their door. Before that, uh, they would actually be out and required to help get customers for their mom for that night. Uh, oftentimes they're drugged and hidden under beds while their men are, while their moms are serving these guys. Um, but that's not the case for this little one in that she and, uh, one of her cousins were actually brought out of, uh, what they were destined for, brought out of a red light district and into a beautiful loving family. And not only that, but the moms then receive counseling. They're given other job opportunities and they have for the first time, often in many generations of these families, they're given hope and they're given a way out. Because mm-hmm. again, we're not just looking at rescue, right? We're not here to rescue anybody. We're here to serve. We're here to advocate. And we're here to lift these folks up. And for this beautiful little girl, she was not only given a chance at a new life, but uh, her family was really given one as well. And so while it's still tough, while we still have so much slavery in the world, trafficking and its root causes are always going to be an issue. It's stories like this little one's life that really give us that bold hope that we can hold on to. Awesome. Thank you, Than, for for sharing your bold hope with us. And and I know it's contagious. You know, I know that people listening and, and myself too just uh, hear you and we hear inspiration and we hear the need to help. And that's just, it's special. We can all come together as a team. So thank you. you well, thank you for having me. This is, uh, this is something we're really passionate about. We're seeing great work happen every single day, but Really, we can't do it alone. So thank you for being a part of uh, accelerating this fight to go stand up for kids and families everywhere. My pleasure. Learn more about human trafficking and the work of Unseen at weareunseen.org. Learn about how you might be impacting worldwide slavery at slaveryfootprint.org. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. Kindness.